Welcome to today's energy show. Today we're talking about heat pumps. Now many solar customers understand that rooftop photovoltaic systems are great for reducing electricity used for air conditioning costs. And the customers are saying, hey, can I heat my house with solar electricity also? And uh, the, the way to do that is with electric heat. The problem is that electric heat is a very, very expensive way of, of heating a house. Um, it's, it uses just electric resistance heating like an electric stove or like a space heater. So um, you're going to find your, your electric bill going really high, really fast. So I don't recommend that. But as a great alternative is using a heat pump. Heat pumps can heat your house very, very efficiently and much less expensively than regular electricity. So they're a great match if you if you have solar. And the big advantage is that with a heat pump, um, if you put in a new one, heat, most heat pumps also provide air conditioning. So one unit provides heating and cooling. And the new systems, these are called mini split systems, uh, provide zone temperature control. So instead of one big air conditioner or heater for the house, you might have three or four little ones handling different zones in the house. And it's not something that's easily done with an existing heating system. So heat pumps are great for that. So let's talk a little bit about how they work. How, and, and the best analogy is people understand. Let's talk about how an air conditioner works because a heat pump's basically the same as an air conditioner. It just works backwards. So an air conditioner takes the hot, warm air in your house and transfers that heat outside. So you can kind of tell, you, you know, you put your hand over the duct that's, or vent that's blowing air into the house when you're air conditioning and that air is cold. And if you go around to the outside, if you have a little window unit, you put your hand in front of that window unit, there's hot air coming out of that. Or, or if you have a central air conditioning system, there's a, a big compressor and condenser outside on a concrete pad somewhere, and there's a fan blowing on that, and a lot of hot air is coming out of that. And that air is coming out hotter than the ambient temperature. So that's how an air conditioner works. Now, somebody years and years ago, uh, had the bright idea to run an air conditioner in reverse. Um, you just you just switch a valve, and um, the whole thing operates the same way, but in reverse. And bingo, they created a heat pump. And the concept is, if it's cold outside and you want to heat up the house, you move a little bit of the heat that's outside, even though it's cold, there's heat in that air, and you move that heat into the house, and hot air comes out of the ductwork, and actually what happens is the unit outside is blowing air that's even colder than ambient temperature. Now, essentially the way heat pump works is it's using the, the heat that's in the air and it's extracting that excess heat and putting it into the house. Uh, the reservoir is usually air, but they also have water source heat pumps where you've got uh, water running through pipes or you have ground source heat pumps where you actually have pipes with some kind of fluid, usually some kind of antifreeze, running through uh, underground pipes, the whole network of pipes, almost like a leach field in a septic tank, and that'll actually extract heat from the ground. They work really, really well. So when a heat pump's working, the heat reservoir actually gets colder and inside of the house gets warmer. It's just like an air conditioner. So, so how does this work? What are the components? Well, I'm going to kind of delve into that very, very briefly, just so, just so you can understand. But they're very standard these days. It's the same components you have in a refrigerator, the same components you have in an air conditioner in a house, the same components that you have in the air conditioner in your car. So we're talking about four or five basic components. The first is a fluid. There's a refrigerant. And it's some kind of hydrofluorocarbon. We used to use Freon, but that created a hole in the ozone layer. So we're not using that anymore. And this is a special fluid or gas. It's a gas at room temperature, but it's a liquid if it's, if it's cooled down a lot. And it's also a liquid if it's pressurized. So if you remember the, the Freon and spray cans, there's a liquid in there. 
Um, but when you push the button, gas comes out. It, it's it's just expanding, and you've got a, a, a good way of moving heat back and forth. So these heat pumps and air conditioners use the same fluid. It's a refrigerant. And now the hardware, the components, the most important is a compressor. Um, every refrigerator, every car, every air conditioner has one. And, and this is that cylindrical black thing with wires and tubes coming out of it. And it uses electricity to run, except in your car. Your car sometimes runs it off of a, a belt on the engine. And, and that compressor basically takes the refrigerant gas and compresses it into a hot, high-temperature gas. So you kind of go from a cool um, room, temp- room temperature gas that's at uh, ambient pressure, and then you compress it into a hot, high-temperature gas. So coming out of the compressor, hot air. Um, it's, it's not like the energy show here. It's a hot gas. So the, that hot gas then goes into a condenser. And, th- and we're going to talk about the air conditioning mode of operation first and then just flip it backwards and you got a heat pump. So the condenser is basically like a radiator or a heat exchanger. That hot gas goes into something called a condenser. And if you look outside your house, you've got this big round box or square box on a concrete pad and that's the thing that's got the fan running. That's the condenser. Compressor is usually inside. So the hot refrigerant gas goes into the heat exchanger in the, in the condenser and a fan blows air over that heat exchanger and hot air comes out. And what happens is that hot air is going out, the refrigerant is cooling down. And it's actually cooling down so much that it actually becomes a liquid again. But it's a liquid that's that's still, it's a cooler liquid, but it's still a kind of at a high pressure. So then that, that gas goes through something called an expansion valve and that just bingo turns that hot liquid into a cold liquid. Pressure's reduced, suddenly it gets really cold. And, and you can kind of get the sense of that principle if if you, if you ever cook on your gas grill, you've got that gas tank, and you'll notice that sometimes that gas tank gets really cold. Well, what's happening is the propane in that gas tank, which is a liquid, as it expands, you're burning the gas in the grill, the tank gets cold. Same thing happens in the expansion valve in, in a heat pump or an air conditioner. goes through the expansion valve. Suddenly, the liquid gets really, really cold. And what do we do when we're air conditioning? We've got cool liquid. This liquid's maybe 40 degrees Fahrenheit. It's pretty cold. Um, Bingo. We can now use that to cool air for air conditioning. And the way that air is cooled is that that cool refrigerant liquid goes around um, another heat exchanger, which in this case is called an, an evaporator. And room temperature air is blown over that uh, heat exchanger, that evaporator, and the air gets cold because what's inside that heat exchanger is cold. And voila, you got cold air coming out, air conditioning. And in the meantime, that refrigerant inside the evaporator then goes from being a cold liquid into a gas again. It kind of boils, um, and then it goes back to the compressor, and the cycle's repeated. So in an air conditioner... Just think about it. The evaporator is the thing that gets cold and it cools the house. And when you're running a heat pump, you just run the thing backwards. The The condenser is hot and heats the house. So with, with your air conditioner, you go outside, that condenser, that thing running in, on the side of your house, hot air is coming out of that. Well, if you if you capture that hot air, hot air or run the thing backwards, bingo, now you can heat the house. So a heat pump, very simple, same components. There's just a valve that changes from air conditioning mode in the summer 
and it's controlled by your thermostat to heating mode in the winter. Very, very elegant, very easy. And it's a, it's a, it's a simple and a mature technology, and now it's getting much more popular, um, just kind of traveling around the world and, and even in the U.S. now. Uh, heat pumps are very common in hotels. Um, instead of having every hotel room having uh, you know, a little, little natural gas heater or, or running um, air conditioning and, and heating water into each room, they now have these little heat pumps right next to the window pretty common. Where I've seen them the most are in homes and offices around the world, particularly in Asia. They don't have a lot of natural gas in, in many parts of the world. They need air conditioning because it's hot. They need heating because it gets cold in the winter. Their electricity rates are really, really high. So what they do is they have these systems that are kind of room size. And, and there are heat pumps that are room size in the winter. They're heating using electricity and using the, the energy outside. And in the summer, they run an air conditioning mode. And what's really great about it is that they're, they're zoned. So you can just heat one or two rooms or cool one or two rooms at a time instead of heating or cooling the whole house. And that's one of the areas where you get some of the biggest savings. And, and that's one of the reasons why heat pumps are becoming more popular in the U.S. Now, it's not perfect. There are some limitations um, with, with heat pumps. They work best in mild climates, um, and this is in the heating mode. So it doesn't heat very well when it's really cold outside. If, the, if it's below freezing, 20 degrees Fahrenheit or so, or less, or 30 degrees, uh, the heat pump doesn't work very well, and you're almost better off just using regular resistance heat. But in most parts of the country, in most parts of the world, that's not that often. Uh, here in California, you know, most of the, the central and southern United States, where once in a while you might need some, some heating for a few months a year, heat pumps are really great. Um, and, and essentially what happens is the efficiency of a heat pump, the, its, its economic benefits, really depend on the temperature differential between what you want in the room and what it is outside. So when that temperature differential gets too big, they, they operate very inefficiently. So, so far we've talked a lot about air source heat pumps. These are just like air conditioners. And um, that's, that's kind of the easiest, most popular. Um, all of the mini split systems, we'll talk about that in a minute, that those are the easiest ones to put in, use, um, use air as a heat source. They're just like little room air conditioners, sometimes split up a little bit. But um, another popular way of doing it is using an alternative energy source, source um, and that's what we call ground-coupled heat pumps. And, and these heat pumps where you're actually using the temperature of the ground, maybe four or five feet um, below the surface, which is a very constant, like 50, 55 degrees, even in the winter, um, that works out to be a really good heat reservoir. So what you do is you have a network of pipes, and these are plastic, typically plastic pipes that are buried in the ground four or five feet deep. And in the winter, they're extracting heat out of the ground. And instead of, you know, on a, on a 20 degree day, instead of pulling, trying to pull heat out of a 20 degree air, which isn't going to work very well, you're able to pull heat out of 50 degree ground. That works out really well. Um, they've also tried, and, and, and you can get them, they're a little bit more custom, they, they require more customization, these things called water source heat pumps. You can use a well water or um, even solar heated water. It, it, it's kind of interesting how these things take a long time to develop and, and different technologies come and go. Back in the early 80s, I worked on one of the very first ground source heat pumps. And, and the idea was, and this was in Boston where it, you know, it gets really cold, we would drill a really deep well in the ground until we hit water. And then we put a, a long heat exchanger into the well. Sometimes these wells were like three or 400 feet deep. So when we were heating the house in the winter, a really cold day, we would basically be pulling out the, the, the heat that's in the groundwater. And groundwater 
especially underground water, it's, it's an extremely consistent temperature of about 55 degrees anywhere in the world. That's just kind of what it works out to. So on really cold days, um, we were able to pull a lot of, of, of heat out of the ground. Now, on, on extended cold days when this heat pump kept running, we pulled so much heat out of this deep well that the, the whole well literally froze. Um, we had this 300-foot popsicle, and then the efficiency went way down. So those, those are just some of the things that were working out. What's interesting about those ground source heat pumps in the day, and it still hasn't changed, really big investment required in drilling a deep well. And, and that investment in, in most cases was, was greater than the savings. So the, the, the deep well heat pump concept, at least for residential, didn't work out that well. But it's definitely taken off for air source and, and for people who have another good water source. Now, we've had air conditioners for many, many years, and that's worked out great. Now what we have, and this is, this is where you know, I, I recommend the listeners to, to really look into this as an option, anytime you're modifying or doing any work on your house or building a new house, is they have these things called mini split heat pumps. And essentially what a, a, a split heat pump is, it's very similar to the, um, the, the air conditioner that you have. You have a compressor and a condenser outside, and these things are usually pretty small. I mean, it's like maybe twice the size of a microwave oven, and they're flat. And they can actually hang right on the wall outside, or sometimes they go on a little bit of a, a, a concrete pad. And then you just run some Freon tubes and wiring to uh, an evaporator inside the house that has a little fan. So there's this little like vent thing that hangs on the top of the, a room or maybe you can go between two rooms. And that's where the air comes out of. And it's very elegant, very automatic um, and, and, and very easy to install because you don't need a lot of duct work, and we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, if you go to some hotels and, and you know, even some new houses, people have these little remote control devices, and they want to heat up a room. They push the button, it heats up, um, adjust the temperature, do the same thing for cooling. So the installation is easy. They run on 120 volts, sometimes better to run them on 240 volts. Um, it's very easy to install, and the reason why it's, it, it's, it's such a good savings as far as the installation side is you don't have to tear up the house to put in ductwork. And, and if anybody's looking at putting in air conditioning, big expense is, is new ductwork for the house. And with these mini splits, you don't need the ductwork, and you get the benefit of having zone temperature control. So a house... If you're going to build a new house with a heat pump, you might have two or three of these mini split units. Maybe you have one unit for the bedrooms upstairs in the house, and maybe you have two units um, in, inside the house, maybe in the living room or the kitchen, that, that you'd have independent temperature control for each zone. And, and you save a lot of money by not heating or cooling the whole house at once. So you, know, you come home from work. You, you might want to you know, heat up the downside, downstairs of the house. You've got a couple of those units running, but the upstairs, you just leave it alone until it's time for bed. And then the, the thermostats upstairs kick in. They start um, heating things up and uh, you don't have to bother heating the downstairs. So big, big savings um, in terms of HVAC from zoning things. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why I'm most enthusiastic about it. So um, these these heat pumps, these mini split units, they're becoming quite popular, and uh, there's lots of different versions of them. And, and I think you'll be surprised, um, it, even if you go to shop at, at any of the big box stores, you'll see these things there, and they're just a great investment. Now, the the way you you determine which one to get, obviously, you're going to look at the different pricing and and look for a solution that's the best. But they all have a rating. Um, they use this thing called the energy efficiency ratio. And basically, it's like the energy efficiency ratio of, of an air conditioner or anything else. The, the higher the EER, or energy efficiency ratio, the more efficient it's going to be, the less electricity you're going to use for heating or cooling. 
Um, a lot of these heat pumps have EERs of, of 14 or 15 or more, and um, th- you know, those are the ones that you probably want to get. You can save some upfront money and get one with an EER that's lower, but you know, I'd, I'd recommend going for one of the more efficient units. Now, um, yeah, I, I, was, I was surprised just over the past few years, they now have these portable air conditioner heat pump units, and, and, and they have them at, at all the big box stores. There's these there's like little mini rolling refrigerators. They almost look like little robots. They sell for three or four or five or six hundred dollars, and they can easily heat or cool a room. You plug them in. There's a little ductwork, a flexible ductwork that you direct outside, and when they're in heating mode, heat pump mode, they're blowing cold air out, and hot air comes out of the vent on the inside. So cold, cold air is going outside through the duct. Hot air is coming into the house. You're heating. In the summer, it automatically switches to cooling mode, and there's usually a little remote control. And then in that case, in the summer, it's blowing hot air outside, just like a window air conditioning unit, and then cold air is getting blown into the, to the room. And, and they work terrifically well in, in more than enough capacity to heat or cool a medium-sized room or even two small rooms. And, and I was surprised just kind of thinking about the, the show and how common heat pumps are. And then I looked at the uh, air conditioning unit in our office, and I, I remembered, well, gee, that, that's the same unit that, that when it gets cold out, it provides heat. So there's a, there's a standard window air conditioning unit. I think it's made by Carrier, and it's got a remote control, and it heats and cools. And it, it's very efficient. You don't need to run separate natural gas lines for every single room. Um, and, and we also have solar power, so the electricity is very, very inexpensive for us. And it works terrifically well in, in the climate here in San Jose. It never gets you know, super, super cold. When it does, it maybe doesn't heat up that great. But it works perfectly for that, and it works perfectly for um, air conditioning in the summer. So, so how, how are you going to buy these things? How, how expensive is it going to be? And so I did a little bit of shopping around a couple of years ago for um, this uh, mini split heat pump system for my house because um, we're, we're, we're actually renting a house. I didn't want to make that big an investment in it, but, but uh, my wife wanted to be cool in a couple of the rooms. So I, I shopped around for putting in two of these mini split heat pump systems. And the, the idea was the bedrooms we would cool with one unit and the living room, the kitchen, and the dining room, we would cool with another unit. And it was going to work out fine. The alternative for us was to put in a whole air conditioning compressor and, and, and modify the heating system, and that was going to be expensive. So th- this is some of the pricing I found, and you can kind of check, check yourself on the Internet. Um, about uh, less than $2,000 for the mini split system. This is the hardware. This is the, the compressor and the condenser that hangs outside, and then you've got another unit, which is a, uh, an air vent and a, an evaporator that goes inside. And each one is relatively inexpensive to install. Any kind, any HVAC contractor can do it. They've got to do a little bit of wiring, 240 volts usually, to the condenser unit that hangs on a wall outside or goes on a little concrete pad. And then just run some freon, freon tubes and wiring into the house where you want that evaporator and, and vent to go and hang that vent on the wall somewhere, usually up near the ceiling, and, and you're done. Very, very cool, very, very elegant. Now, our alternative was to spend... About $5,000 for one of those big pad-mounted condensers with the compressors outside, and, and then we had to put a, a, a different heat exchanger on the inside, do a little bit of ductwork changes, change the fan, and that was going to be expensive. So it was more than twice as much for an air conditioning that would handle the whole house compared to putting in 
a couple of mini split systems. So um, that that's that's the way I would recommend that that anybody looking at doing a renovation goes because if you're adding rooms onto your house, usually your existing heating system or air conditioning system doesn't have the capacity for those new rooms. And the best thing to do is to put in a mini split system for the new rooms with with obviously no surprise with solar to power the electricity for that. So let's take a look at the economics for one of these systems. Interestingly, the, the heat pump air conditioner costs about the same amount of money as an air conditioner for a comparable size. But the advantage of these, these mini split heat pump systems is that you, you, you don't need a system that's as big because you're only heating or cooling one or two rooms at a time. So from an operating standpoint, your, your monthly electricity and natural gas costs Heat pumps are more cost-effective than natural gas. And the other good thing about heat pump is if it's powered by solar, you've got absolutely no emissions happening in, in the process from your heating or cooling. If you're, if you're powered by, if you put in a heat pump system and you're buying electricity from the utility, that utility is probably burning natural gas to, to generate the electricity. You're not really improving the situation in terms of emissions. But if you have solar on the roof, that the solar is, cap, is, is using that, your rooftop electricity actually to heat or cool your house. So it works out great. If you're in a really cold climate, these mini split systems, these air source heat pump systems aren't that efficient. Um, they're, they're about the same as electric heat, so, and that can get kind of pricey. But the big advantage is you can heat just a few rooms in, instead of um, heating your whole house, which is something you want to avoid. So, so here's what you should do. Here's my recommendation. It's pretty simple. If you're renovating your house or you're adding on rooms, I suggest you get a mini split system or maybe two or three mini split systems if you're in a mild climate. And I've got a lot of friends who've, who've come to that conclusion and it's nice that, that, that um, architects and designers are starting to wise up for that because one of the big costs for modifying a house or adding onto a house is, is, is changing the HVAC. And now with these heat pumps in, in conjunction with solar, it's very cost effective. Now, if you're putting in solar, you want to consider increasing the size of your system beyond what, what your um, ordinary electricity uses may be because you're going to start to be able to use that ele- extra electricity for heating and cooling your house and especially for, for heating your house in the winter with a heat pump. So it's my prediction that uh, heat pumps will be the future of heating and air conditioning in, in, in homes all around the world. Um, it's already happening in Asia. It's going to happen here in the U.S. gradually. It's a long transition, but it's going to be the future. We're already using the concept for cooling. We're using electricity for cooling. And now as fossil fuels become more of a problem for cost reasons, for emissions reasons, etc., um, and electricity from solar becomes less and less um, costly, it works out to be just an absolute perfect match. So we're going to have cheap electricity from the sun, and we're going to use that cheap electricity from the sun for heating and cooling our house. And you have those other benefits, which we talked about, which is you're able to reduce your your heating and cooling costs because you're able to zone your rooms. You just heat and cool rooms exactly when you need them. And um, that's just an absolute perfect match. So um, if you're looking at making changes, have, talk to your HVAC guy, talk to your architect about a heat pump. And then um, obviously when you're talking to your architect or you're looking at making reservation um, renovations to your house, make sure you've got lots of, of sunny, unobstructed room on your, um, on your south-facing and southwest-facing rooms. So that's about all the time we've got on this week's energy show. 
Thanks uh, to all our listeners for joining us. And if you missed any of today's show, you can always go to our website at cinnamonsolar.com and listen to the podcasts. Thank you.